Welcome to the Energy Works Radio Show. This is Tanya Ormsby and um, today we're talking about over overwhelm. And so I think a lot of us get into overwhelm. I don't know about you, but I think for, for me this year has been a pretty hectic year and um, I certainly have bitten off lots of things, maybe more than I can chew sometimes. It's been an exciting year and it's been a challenging year and I think that's kind of how it goes, isn't it? That uh, every good change that we have uh, requires us to step out of our comfort zone and to be able to be or do a bit more than we we were or think we're capable of and it's always better to have a go than not have a go so that we know uh, you know how we're how we're doing so I have a little quote here today is this is from the book A Course in Miracles it's talking about basically a lot of the book talks about um, you know there's either the atonement or there's ego and um, every time we go into ego it's like we we separate ourselves from God or universe and we separate ourselves from other people and we want to make like a distance and make separation from ourselves, from God, from the universe and from other people. And it's like that, that's when we can go into the woe is me and it's too hard and, you know, I can't do it and all that sort of stuff. So it's important to try and um, to remember that we are all really brothers and sisters and all united and... Um, all here on earth at this particular time to help each other and to grow and to be the best that we can be. If we if we consider that we are all connected like that, it makes it easier to see that sometimes our brothers and sisters provide opposition to us and provide um, opportunity to grow. And if we can change our, our mindset to the things that happened and as being part of our growth rather than being opposition, it really does change how we feel about things. And again, you know, we've spoken about stepping outside yourself and, and observing. And I, I know even myself, I get triggered quite often about different situations, maybe with my family or, you know, people that I work with or people that I um, meet in the street and you know, we can get quite fired up about different situations. And there's nothing wrong with being fired up. We actually do need to be fired up to be able to do what we have to do. But we also need to be able to keep in balance. So one of the things he said, this is number 10, he said, so do we lay aside our amulets, our charms and medicines, our chants and bits of magic in whatever form they take? We will be still and listening for the voice of healing, which will cure all ills as one. Restoring sameness to the Son of God. No voice but this can cure. Today we hear a single voice which speaks to us of truth, where all illusions end and peace returns to the eternal quiet home of God. And he's, another one, he, the next lesson says, we, we wake in hearing him and let him speak to us five minutes as the day begins. And end the day by listening again five minutes before we go to sleep. Our only preparation is to let our interfering thoughts be laid aside, not separately, but all of them as one. They are the same. We have no need to make them different and thus delay the time where we can hear our Father speak to, to us. We hear him now. We come to him today. I think the more that we can see that we are being helped and that we are uh, able to trust in that you know that voice that speaks to us whether you call it god or the universe it's up to you 
But that that uh, voice of inspiration and that voice of quiet and peace that speaks to our hearts is the is really the secret to overcoming this feeling of overwhelm. And I think we all go into overwhelm at different stages. You know, sometimes it's just because we're physically tired and we've done too much. Or sometimes there's a lot in our head that we have to process or think over or mull over or, you know, there's large decisions to make. And it's hard to make those decisions, you know, without some fear and without some worry of, um, you know, what the consequences are. And I guess, again, this comes into play with the ego, isn't it? Like, you know, will we look bad if it doesn't work out? You know, will people not like us? And, you know, it's, again, I guess not being your authentic self because if you if you do what you really feel is the right thing to do, it doesn't matter, really, if other people oppose you. You need to do what you feel is correct. And when you do what you feel is correct, you, you feel happier and you feel less overwhelmed doesn't mean you don't feel nervous or a little bit apprehensive because I think that goes with, um, you know, doing something new. We talked about that book before, you know, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers. And she gives a couple of examples in here too. Um, and this chapter is from, it's called When They Don't Want You to Grow. And sometimes this is how we can feel overwhelmed too because we see ourselves going in a certain path and having things that we want to do and then we, we want our family to support us and encourage us and sometimes they do and sometimes they don't and he gives uh, sorry she gives an example here yeah so this is about a guy called Richard he said Richard had usually played it safe he was an accountant who received a bi-weekly paycheck that supported him his wife and their two children in his late 30s he decided there had to be more than life than he was experiencing one of the companies for which he had done a great deal of work was available for purchase it was a small computer company and that showed a great deal of promise. When he discussed the idea of raising the capital and buying the company, his wife wouldn't deal with it. Her financial security was threatened. Obviously, she had no confidence in his ability to make it work. Richard decided that for his own mental health, he had to give it a try. He might fail, but if he didn't go ahead with it, he would spend the rest of his life doing what he didn't want to do. Despite his wife's approval, he made the purchase when he was finally able to raise the capital. His home situation changed drastically during the process. Naturally, the initial stages of running a new business require a great deal of time. He experienced nothing but resentment on the part of his wife. He got no support or encouragement from her. She asked her to become involved with him in the company since their children were both able to take care of themselves. She refused. Their home became a battleground, and when he found himself happy to leave in the morning, unhappy to come home in the evening, he decided it was time to end the relationship. To this day, his wife still considers him to be selfish and uncaring simply because he wouldn't play the game according to her rules. Richard ultimately got a divorce and made a marvellous success of the business. He grew and his wife was not able to grow with him. He shudders when he looks back at where he would still be had he not taken the opportunity that presented himself. His sense of himself has dramatically altered for the better. He felt the fear, he did it anyway, and even though it meant the breakup of his marriage. He's now remarried to a woman who encourages his growth as he encourages hers. They're growing together. And so she had a suggestion here too um, with relationships because often relationships come into play with being overwhelmed. When we are, um, you know, pushing ourselves outside our limit and, you know, trying new frontiers and to be able to, feeling that we're able to change how our life is, 
we need support. And if we don't get support, we feel um, almost like we've been undercut and we we get angry and we get disappointed and we get hurt and we feel that we are unworthy of people's efforts. We can go into this negative tailspin and feel that we're not worthwhile and other people aren't worthwhile and, you know, want to go and crawl back under the bed and not do what we're supposed to do. So she suggested this. She said, um, believe that your mate wants what is best for you and that he or she will ultimately love the positive changes in you. Sometimes the relationship needs one of us to take a step out and to go forward. Um, we had a, an experience with um, my husband had a, um, a man that um, invested in their company originally, um, made some mistakes and, uh, you know, I was quite angry about these things at the time. And my husband always chose to see it as the opportunity because he said if this particular man hadn't done what he had done on the good side, they would have never have moved forward in their company. And so even though what happened was negative and difficult, it still was the springboard to change. And so this is the, the thing about things that are difficult to deal with. Often the that we're able to to change and to move forward and to uh, be challenged is is leads to the greatest happiness. And even though there may be the overwhelmed stages as we go through it, we feel a lot happy when we're actually doing what we feel is right for us and, and within our heart. And as in this story, and this is not always what happens, sometimes our husband or wife are really supportive and encouraging because they can see the potential in us often that we can't even see ourselves. But it does happen that sometimes we we grow, we change, we become a better person and the other person is challenged by our growth. And, you know, they either have the opportunity to, to catch up and to progress or they will we will separate because they're unable to to cope with with the change and with what's happening. And so I guess when we're choosing our partners, we probably have to choose someone that is willing to, to learn and is open to change and growth. And sometimes it's us that's a bit stuck. And, you know, when, when our partners grow or change, we, we find it very challenging. So let's clear a little bit of energy without being in overwhelm. And if I say I'm okay without being in overwhelm, that's weak. And for those that are new, um, when when I do this um, clearing, it's like I'm using my muscles to test on behalf of our group. And when something doesn't hold, the muscle doesn't hold strong, I know that there's an issue with that because not everyone is okay with it. So um, I am constantly um, checking the statements that we make to see if they're okay. And, uh, you know, the more that we can clear energy on particular things, the more that we are able to move forward because we're okay or neutral about the particular situation. And so if someone comes to me and they've got to choose between two jobs, I'd never tell them what job they have to do. We clear energy on both sides of the equation and then we, so they are more able to make a good decision based on clarity of thought and clarity of spirit. Okay, so there's a generational problem here. On dad's side, dad's dad, and it goes back further even, seven generations, and it's a group of men. And there's some stuck feelings. Uh, cranky, feeling of being cranky. Um, I no longer need overwhelmed to feel good about myself. And that's also got a deeper root from generational means. Dad's again, dad's mum. And we're going into the eighth chakra, 
which is below our feet, right into the ground. So this, this chakra connects us to Earth and it allows us to see our part in the earthly experience. When this chakra opens, there's a connection to living things, to plants, animals, the Earth itself, um, and it's a window to the healing of the planet. So many traditional cultures have this understanding of our place in, in the circle of life and our need to be mindful of our impact on the environment physically and energetically. And I think often um, as Western Westerners, we don't realise the impact that we have on the people around us, um, emotionally, physically, spiritually. Uh, we We always, well not always, but we can feel that we have no power, that, you know, our lives are not that valuable, we're not really making a difference. But yet the small things that you do in life that you feel strongly about are really powerful and they make these great waves and help other people to, you know, to get on their path. And even if it's just about you, you know, showing a bit of love or care to someone, an extra smile or, you know, a bunch of flowers or, you know, a thought or a text, these things make a big difference. So being aware of yourself and that you do have power and that even the small things you do do make a difference. And often we feel we have to do way more than we often need to to make a difference. Whereas if we were to keep things within the boundaries of what what we're capable, not necessarily what we feel safe in, but what we're capable of and working out, you know, what is the highest priority each day. All right, now we're going into the aura and sometimes people hook into our energy. So it's like they're energy vampires and they're borrowing our energy instead of getting their energy from, you know, God or the universe. And this has also got a, a gene component to it on Dad's side. And so often we know um, what, often we know which people are the vampires in our lives and we and we just feel like we have to, you know, keep giving them extra. And in some cases, some people do need extra at different times, but it's learning to do it in a healthy way, to do it in an encouraging way rather than taking over um, people's jobs for them and doing it for them. It's encouraging them to be able to do it and to feel good about themselves as they learn a new skill. Now, I'm able to walk around the borders of overwhelm. This has got a gene component as well on mum's side. Mum's mum. And even though we're saying it's mum's mum, it's like the, it can be her sisters, aunties, you know, people in that line. It's a group of women in this, in this situation. And it's the feeling of being offended. And it's about allowing other people to offend us. And so we can use a lot of energy in being offended by other people. People can be as offensive as they like and we can, you know, just walk away and not be involved in the offence. Or we can choose to be offended and, you know, go into revenge mode, which is not healthy for us or the other person. So we always need to remember that we have a choice, especially around overwhelm and especially about how we feel towards other people and what they do. And there's also a feeling of resentment. Okay, I'm willing to open my vision of the future to divine assistance. And I think that's so powerful. Uh, you know, we, we need to set our intention of what we would like to achieve and what we want and to feel that we can do it. But sometimes we need to open our vision a little bit more and allow God, universe, you know, to be able to influence the picture that we have, that maybe the picture 
the lens that we're looking through has to be widened a bit more so that we are able to see a bigger a bigger picture and see you know a different way of um looking at things okay so i'm just checking in here there was a question in the um in the group an affirmation just looking up someone had in for me oh here it is i am taking my surroundings and environment with comfort and ease that one doesn't hold well i'm going to put in there as well i'm safe with um i'm safe with change and change is so necessary but so scary uh, I allow myself to live my life and I allow myself to live a full life. I allow myself to grow. I allow my partner to grow. I allow my business to grow. I allow my family to grow. Okay, so something in the timeline here, age 15. And the feeling of being greedy. And sometimes we can feel like that too if we have what we want, that maybe we are being greedy. Okay, I find the easiest method easiest methods for me to learn. I learn quietly and peacefully. And we're going to the seventh chakra here. And the seventh chakra is about your connection with God. It's about integration of the whole. It's about wisdom and being insightful, feeling purpose in our life. And one of the qualities of it is being of selflessness. And so we want to be able to do things for um, good motive, not just to be selfish, but to um, grow and to expand and to do what we feel is right for us. And even though we may feel that that's perhaps pulling a little bit against our situation, work or home or family, we're also empowering our family to do the same, to be able to step out and to make the changes that they need to in their lives. So it is very empowering for others when we you know, are able to uh, cross the gap of that fear that we face and to be able to try and do things anyway even though we do feel the fear and we do feel the overwhelm. Okay, I can see past the minor irritations of life and see the whole picture. I am fun and spiritual. So sometimes we can be very in tune with uh, God or the universe and we can forget to be fun. But I think, uh, you know, life is here for us to experience joy. And it's about allowing ourselves to experience joy too. And even though things may be a little overwhelming sometimes, it's taking time out, you know, to, as they say, to smell the roses or to, you know, enjoy nature or to enjoy a good book or enjoy, you know, a soak in the tub or something that will help you to be relaxed and to feel good and comfortable again. So I guess it's about, isn't it, the avoiding overwhelm is about deciding what you're going to do, uh, the steps that you'll take to do it, being committed to doing something in the step each in along the steps each day. And when you get a block, you know, go do something else, come back to it when you can. And to be able to do things, you know, in small in small steps and just to continue working towards what you want to do. And overwhelm can be avoided if we if we feel always that we have um, divine intuition and that we have this capacity to be helped, that we have you know relatives that went before us that help us on the other side. We have um, people around us that we often don't realise are supporting us and encouraging us, and, and sometimes praying or meditating on our behalf. And um, just the same that when we have um, you know headspace or clear time, that we can do that for family and friends around us too. To, to consider them and to encourage them and to, um, you know, be their backstop as well. 
And so I'll put that in there too. I allow myself to have a backstop. Okay, so I'm just checking all the ones before. I'm safe with, with change. Um, I allow myself to live a full life. I allow myself to grow. I allow my partner to grow. I allow my business to grow. I allow my family to grow. That They're all strong now. And I'm okay without being in overwhelm is strong. I no longer need overwhelm to feel good about myself that strong. Okay, so I guess that's, that's it for today. Anyway, all the best. Have a, a great week. Enjoy your day and enjoy your enjoy your freedom of feeling not so overwhelmed and feeling the capacity to be helped and the capacity to accomplish all that you need to in life. Okay, bye.